What's going on, everyone? I'm Paul from the Little High Podcast, and in this week's episode, I interview UNC men's lacrosse team captain and midfielder, Will Perry. Will's from Greenwich, Connecticut, where he was an Under Armour All-American in high school, as well as played against some of the best teams and players in the country while he was there. Will currently plays at the University of North Carolina, where he's been a part of the Tar Heel starting midfield line for the past five years. Now, Will and I talked about how he grew up playing lacrosse and what attracted him to become a Tar Heel and much more. Make sure to go follow Will on Instagram, at WillPerry10. I hope you guys enjoy the episode. It's not too long, and there's some great content in there. Now, without further ado, let's get right into it. Will Perry, the overtime king and UNC lacrosse captain. Will, what's going on, my man? Not much. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Where are you at right now? Home. Home right now in uh, Connecticut. So, How's, uh, how's uh, when did you get back from college? About three weeks ago, right before Thanksgiving, we've been here. I've been here since, so we don't go back till January 6th. We finished up finals before Thanksgiving, so. So when you were at UNC, like, this past fall, were you the only, were, like, were you there, or did you get sent home? We were down there at school. Um, a lot of the students got sent home. We were staying inside the dorms. So it was just athletes inside the dorms, and then we live off campus, so we were there for the whole fall from was it like, like August 11th to the last three weeks. Was it like eerie being like the only people there? Yeah, it was definitely a little weird, but um, you know, we, we do it a lot during spring break when kids go away and we stay home for games. So kind of got used to it then, but it was definitely, definitely really quiet, especially on a busy Franklin street, which it normally is. Yeah. I could, I could understand that. So uh, what have you been up to during this uh, pandemic? You watch any new TV shows? Maybe watch any new movies? Um, I watched The Undoing, some show on HBO Max. That was pretty good. A uh, bunch of movies, thriller movies. I'm a big thriller guy. And then um, not much besides that. Kind of just laying low and staying safe. That's good. That's good. Uh, have you been like doing workouts for uh, for the lacrosse team when you're at home? Yeah, our workout strength coach sends us like a packet of stuff to do footwork sprints lifts long runs tempo runs and everything like that that we have to complete throughout the week so i've been doing those at um just in my basement in my gym have they been tough uh they've been good uh they, they warm us up a little bit uh they give us a break for about a week after we get home and then they lead us into it because we got to do it all over everything on our own. And now they started picking up a little bit with heavier weight and less reps. So sounds good. Sounds good. So going back to yeah. the whole TV thing, did you hear about this new uh, Star Wars thing that's coming out? The uh, Obi Wan Kenobi? No, is that like a little spinoff like they did with the Mandalorian? So they just announced today that they're going to be Disney Plus is doing uh, like a TV show with Ewan McGregor, who was the old Obi Wan Kenobi, right? And Hayden Christensen, who's going to play Darth Vader. Really. Yeah, yeah, it just came out. I was super excited to hear that. All right, well, I'm looking forward to that. I'm more of a Star Wars guy than Star Trek. Um, did, do you watch The Mandalorian? I haven't watched that yet. I can't get into it. All my friends watch it. I can't get into because yeah. I watched the first two episodes, and it was the same exact thing. It was right. they get onto a planet. They have to, like, save the, the Baby Yoda thing, and then they have to fight their way through, and then Baby Yoda always, like, messes up or does something stupid, yeah. and then they leave, so... I'm excited for this new Star Wars thing. I've always been a big Star Wars guy, so hoping this comes out very well. Same, same. 
All right, so let's get right into it. Uh, where are you originally from, Will? I'm from Greenwich, Connecticut. Uh, when did you first start playing lacrosse? Probably in around first grade, kindergarten, first grade. My brother, who's uh, two years older than me, played. And then my dad also played in college at Colgate. So kind of grown up just with sticks in our hands our whole life. Did you uh, play what, uh, what youth club program did you play for? Growing up, I played with the Connecticut Chargers and then uh, in GYL, the Grind Youth Lacrosse. But towards high school, I switched over to primetime. So who were some of your favorite players or favorite athletes growing up? Oof. Um, favorite athletes? I'm big Giants fan. I always loved Eli. Um, lacrosse players. Growing up watching guys like Kyle Harrison and then um, – Paul Rabel, obviously. Um, trying to think of other guys. I always liked UNC and uh, Billy Bitter too. Yeah, that's what uh, that's what Jules, Jules Hedingberg told me. He said the same exact thing. Billy watching Billy Bitter highlights in uh, in mm-hmm. middle school was his big thing. Going back to the Giants, you think they're going to win this weekend? I do actually. Defense is playing really well. They're leading the division right now. They got a lot of confidence. Might make a Super Bowl run towards the end. Who knows? I got scared because I was like so happy on Sunday after they beat the, and after they beat the uh, Seahawks and then Washington comes out and, uh, and beats the Steelers. And that gave me a little bit of a heart attack, but you know, we beat Washington twice. So not too worried. I think we go two and two this next run. So if they beat, if they could beat the Cardinals and they could beat the Cowboys, I think they should be fine. Unless Washington goes on some crazy run, which I don't think is going to happen. So you know, praying for the best. Uh, where did you uh, where did you play in high school? I went to Greenwich High, just the public school. Um, and where do you play currently? I play at North Carolina. So this is a two part question. So to incorporate the name of the show's name, Loda High, here are two questions I'm going to ask you. What was one of your lows while playing lacrosse? It could be like a missed pass, a bad game you lost, an embarrassing moment on the field. What do you think that would be for you? Um, probably my freshman year, we were playing Albany in the first round and we were down by about 10 at halftime. We started making a comeback and, um, we were down by about two at the time with about seven minutes left. And I stepped down, I sent it straight to the goalie stick and then they went down and scored and just completely ruined our run. And that was the last time we'd been in the playoffs. So you got that over my head for a while now. That's not good. Oh, I could, I, I could imagine you. I could imagine that. That must yeah. be tough. Um, well, to go right off of that, what has been some of your highs while playing lacrosse? Um, going back to high school, I won a state championship my sophomore year. And then my freshman year, we won the ACC championship against Notre Dame. That was awesome. That was a great day. Who was on that? I that was like a pretty loaded Notre Dame team. Who was on that Notre mm-hmm. Dame team that you had to go against on that defensive side? Um, Apple Sexton, and then uh, Shane Dawes was their goalie. That's tough. That's I remember. A, those are some big boys over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, as a kid, what contributed to helping you become the lacrosse player that you were today? Uh, definitely my family. Uh, my brother played defense. Uh, so we always went against each other in the backyard. And then uh, my dad um, played at Colgate, so had a lot of time just 
him helping me out, having a stick in my hand, going out, playing pass with me when I wanted to, teaching me how to shoot and everything. And just everybody, you know, giving me a lot of time and energy to get better at the sport. Would you play like a lot of, you know, how we play Sandlot? Would you do that up in Greenwich? You know, just like. Yeah, I would do a lot of three by. Yeah, with um, little fiddlesticks with all my buddies who still play lacrosse. At the time they did, not anymore, but um, it was a good time. I, a bunch of my close friends played lacrosse in high school, so it was pretty easy to get everybody to go out and play. Yeah. So in high school, you were playing in one of the most competitive conferences in the country, as well as having, you know, the number one prep school being across the street from you, Brunswick. So what was the atmosphere mm-hmm. in Connecticut while playing in those types of games? Oh, it was fun. Um, I don't want to say we hated each other. I'm not going to say we hated each other because we didn't really know each other, but we always had a rivalry in between with like Darianne, Duquesne, and Richfield. Uh, it was it was a lot of fun. Guys would always come out and give us the best effort they, they could on and off the field. Uh, for Greenwich and then I know they would do the same for the other teams as well but um, playing against those guys who are still playing college today it's kind of funny running into them in a couple games afterwards and getting up to catch up with them. Who do you think have been some of the uh, toughest opponents you played in high school maybe not in the FCAC but like outside of uh, other teams? Probably Chaminade and um, St. Anthony's two Long Island teams. So I'm trying to think did you ever play Brunswick? Uh, we did in a scrimmage. We never really played them uh, yeah, so, when I was there, but I know they do now. I mean, I think, yeah, you're recruiting the same recruiting class as you. They had a bunch of guys that are still playing. I want top mm-hmm. one I could think of is uh, Riley Walsh, who was like one of the best players for Brunswick. He's still playing right now. I know. Yeah, he's a great Duke. He's uh, been rivals with him first at Brunswick, now, now at Duke. Yeah. yeah, he's a good guy. So, so, um, what was your recruiting landscape like, and why'd you end up choosing UNC? I was originally committed to Providence. I committed there my sophomore year winter, and then I was very happy with the school, with, with, with my pick of going there and everything. But uh, I grew a little bit as a lacrosse player, and playing big-time ACC lacrosse had always been my dream, and going to UNC was my favorite school growing up, so I always wanted to go there. And uh, fortunately – two kids in the class that I ended up committing into uh, dropped and played football. So two spots opened up and I ended up being able to grab one of those spots. So it went pretty smoothly from there. Uh, besides maybe Providence, did you have any other choices in mind? Uh, originally it was between Providence and Fairfield and then I committed to Providence. But um, from then on, I got a couple looks from schools like Loyola uh, Syracuse and Richmond and then UNC. So do you think this, uh, the new recruiting rules are better than when, like when you were, uh, when you were playing or do you like the, did you like the old recruiting rules better that when you could commit whatever you want? Uh, for me, I definitely like the new ones. Like, like, like kids grow a little bit, let them grow into their bodies, let them learn the game a little bit more and then, and then go from there instead of everybody rushing to recruit kids at, eighth grade is what it used to be so do you think you think you would have benefited a little bit more if you had more time to like almost develop until you decided to choose your school oh yeah I I think so but you know I was able to go to the school that I really wanted to go to so either way I'm not going to complain so um when you headed to UNC uh for the first time as a student did it ever dwell on you that you were going to be playing as the defending national championships and did you ever feel any pressure in that sense 
Um, you know, before going there, when they won, a bunch of my friends from home were just like, oh, that's too bad that they won the year before you got there and everything. I never really let it get over my head. I, I don't know about the guys who were actually on the team, let it hang over their head my freshman year and everything like that. But uh, it was part of a new group and it was a new team and we kind of let things in the past be in the past. Did you uh, go to that game, the 2016 National Championship? Did you watch it? Uh, I did not go to it. Unfortunately, I had a practice on that day, but I was able to watch the game from home with, with my family. So it was awesome to watch. I think – I think that's top two, top three game lacrosse game maybe I've ever seen, maybe of all time. I think I have to say that one, maybe Notre Dame, Albany, you know, 2014. Mm-hmm. With Kavanaugh. Yeah, with Kavanaugh and the Thompson mm-hmm. brothers. And I'm going to give a couple. I'm going to give Brown, Maryland, also 2016. That one was really good. Uh, I'm trying to think of one more. 2015 semifinals, Notre Dame Denver when Perk went off four goal run. Oh yeah. And then one more. I have to get. Uh, how about? Do you have any? Do you have any mind that you've uh, that you've loved watching over the years? Definitely the the 2016 championship. That that's definitely my favorite one. But um, trying to think of another one. Um, I always liked watching Albany played Syracuse in the dome. We always had great matchups with the Thompson brothers. I think there was an overtime game there once. Um, and then uh, a little throwback was the semifinals, Virginia versus Duke. I don't remember which year it was, but Duke ended up winning the championship when they played the Bratton brothers and Steel Stanwick. I think it might have been 2011. 20, I was going to say 2013 because they didn't win in 2011, so I think it was 2013. Mm. Whichever one when the guy had the – overtime goal against uh scott rogers with the pole it was the oh so then it was 20 2010 2010 2010 that's cj when he yeah. when he won it right after that was a crazy game but right off the buzzer last last uh i was talking to, i had a I recorded with quint kesnick a couple days ago and he was kind of saying like the past couple of like ncaa championships have been pretty defensive minded and pretty dull which mm-hmm. i was surprised to hear because i thought they've been great over the past like seven or eight years so it's kind of cool to see that like player people like to see I like I'm always a big defensive guy watching big defensive matchups but mm-hmm. people love seeing like huge high scoring games which isn't my biggest thing because I feel like it just kind of kills what's going on because you know you don't get to you, all you see is offense no really defense what do you think about that like if you got to sit down and watch a lacrosse game are you big high score are you big into the high scoring games or big into the defensive matchups I love the high scoring games, just run and gun. I mean, I play offensive midi, I'll catch defense a couple times. I'm not great at it, but I've been working on it a lot. But I love just seeing the ball go in the back of that, regardless if I'm, I'm playing, UNC's playing, or I'm watching someone play. So I got a question came in that came in from uh, Dave Greenspan. I asked him because I told him I was recording with you today. And mm-hmm. I said, if you had any questions, just text me. So he asked me, that you hit a lot of regular game winners. Uh, what, what, um, where did you develop that like clutch mentality? If you had, like, if you ever thought about like, where did you, where did you ever like develop, like trying to become one of those guys that when you get the ball in your stick, uh, your, your teammates can count on you. Um, I'd definitely say just from practice, uh, 
you know, a lot of reps, gaining a lot of confidence. And then especially in games that go a little bit longer than the normal uh, 60 minutes, you know, you got to be in pretty good shape and you got to have, I guess, really good stamina when it comes to shooting when you're tired. So I would definitely just leave that up to the amount of practice I've put in over the years, whether it's shooting in the backyard or shooting on goalies in high school or college with my teammates. And definitely a lot of those goals that I've scored in late games aren't just me doing it. It's it's my teammates around me too. So just having faith in the coaching staff and the plays they draw up and then having confidence in myself to be able to finish those goals. So when you're training and you're uh, like, you're practicing outside, do you ever visualize like you in the middle of a game? Like, let's say like it's OT or there's four minutes, uh, four minutes left in the fourth quarter and your team's down by two. Do you ever have those like, ideas in your head and you're trying to visualize what you would do in those moments yeah I mean I know everybody probably back in the day like uh when they're playing basketball playing hoops just by themselves and they counted down the shot clock and yeah like three two one and then see if they can hit the shot I definitely I definitely do that sometimes depends what kind of mood I'm in when I'm shooting but um if I'm messing around and trying to really hone in on something like that and try to be like, all right, if I hit this one top right or something like that, it'll be my last shot. So let's let's play like last shot of the game. So, yeah, I get that. So, are you an early bird or uh, you do your shooting workouts later at night? Normally, I'll wake up and I'll do um, my run or my lift when I wake up in the morning, and then I'll leave my shooting till later in the day. Which now I have to get it in at around like three thirty four because the sun's going down. So early but normally I'll, I'll shoot later in the day and lift and run in the morning do you do all three like run lift and shoot all day or do you just like try and give your body break on some of those stuff like every other day or every two days um I lift right now Monday Wednesday Friday and I'll do sprint work and tempo runs Tuesday Thursday and I'll probably shoot three times a week whichever whenever I find time to to get out and do that that's cool that's cool so, uh, skipping ahead to 2020, you were named captain of the lacrosse team. What did that mean to you since you were growing up, since you grew up a UNC fan, kept on watching UNC lacrosse? What did that mean that you were going to be leading this, uh, this team that you always wanted to play for? I meant a lot. Uh, it obviously was a dream of mine, wanting to play at UNC and then also lead the team as a captain. But, um, yeah, I was really excited and just really glad I got that opportunity to do it. And, Luckily enough, I get to do it again this year. So, yeah. yeah. Um, who have been some of your uh, favorite teammates that you've played with so far at UNC? Maybe it was this year. Maybe it was uh, freshman or sophomore year. Who do you think you've had some of the best chemistry with? Some of that, uh, some of that game day drip. Uh, <laughs> um, one of my favorite teammates that I like playing with was a kid who I played with for three years his name is Andy Matthews I played with him my freshman sophomore and junior years number 12 he's in Tackman me and him just had uh some good chemistry he'd always find me on the backside, and I think he's assisted me on over half my goals at UNC so I owe him a lot of a lot of praise and I liked playing with um definitely like playing with Chris Cloutier and then playing with Luke Oldstock my freshman year was really cool too you know because I grew up watching him all throughout high school and then it was great being able to go out there and play on the field with them after watching all those years. Yeah, definitely. Um, who's your mid, who, uh, who are some other guys you usually play with on your midfield line? Um, for the past two years, I've been playing with Tanner Cook and uh, Justin Anderson. 
you guys have any uh, like pregame rituals, maybe pregame locker room music or Sally that you guys hit after you score a goal? Um, I mean, nothing, nothing in particular. We kind of just go with the flow, me and those two other guys, but we're, we're all really close friends. So the chemistry has always been there. We've been playing with each other since freshman year, which was now five years ago, which is crazy to think about. But just grow, uh, playing with them and be able to grow as, as players has made us a lot closer and we've become really close. After three seasons of you being at UNC, you guys haven't made an NCAA tournament since you guys won in 2016 and have been dwindling around 500. So mm-hmm. what was your mindset and your advice you gave your teammates before your first game in 2020? Um, we played Colgate, and I remember, you know, bringing in the offense right before the game started and just kind of just having everybody, you know, live in the moment. Um, we knew we were a really good team at the time. We had picked up Chris Gray. And we made a lot of, you know, strides towards becoming a better defense, becoming a better overall team, and becoming a better overall offense, and just moving the ball around way more. Um, so I just brought everybody in on the offensive end of the field and just told everybody to calm down, take a deep breath, and just look around and realize how, like, grateful we should all be for the opportunity to be playing on TV at this great university. And just by doing that, just allowing everybody to kind of live in the moment is what I always like to do personally. So I think that helps with everybody. And we continue doing that every game in 2020. And it obviously worked out well. I think we're averaging like 17 goals or something. So I'm not saying that was what made that, but um, that's normally what I do with everybody. I mean, I was watching UNC had every, almost every single one of their game was on ESPNU at the time. So I remember tuning into every single game and I just saw mm-hmm. after that Lafayette game, it was like two minutes in, you guys already had like five or six goals. I was like, wow this team this you guys just had great chemistry and it wasn't like and it wasn't like someone like one guy just being like all razzle dazzle and like dodging the entire defense it was just like a team like great team chemistry like it was guys doing back cuts like just stink like putting right being right on the crease and put it in the net like chris chris gray didn't even i remember one of the announcers chris gray didn't even dodge it and he already has four goals so yeah that is like completely crazy and who do you think, like, after after going Saturday no, like, who do you think were some of the unsung heroes of the team that, you know, contributed to being what you guys were? Um, one guy I can really think of was Connor Marr, who's our uh, starting defensive midfielder. I think he ended up being either second or third team All-American. Uh, he was really good, really helped out on the defensive end. And then a guy like Cam Macri, who's their starting defenseman, another captain who's coming back this year as well. And then on the offensive end, I'd probably, you know, say Tanner Cook. And then um, we have we have a couple of attackmen in Nikki Solomon, Jacob Kelly, Alex Trippi, and Brian Cameron, who also help out a lot. So I think overall, offensively, at least, you know, there's a lot of guys that don't get as much praise as other people, but do equally as much work. Yeah, definitely. So after uh, COVID shut down, you know, your, your historic run, you guys were going 7-0. and uh, UNC allowed their seniors to stay an extra year, and you decided to take it. Why did mm-hmm. you decide to st- uh, stay your extra year? Uh, for me, it was an easy option. Um, you know, I picked up a minor, and it was not that expensive. I got an underload, and luckily my parents were were able to help me out with that, and I'm very grateful for them and everything. But I just decided to go back because, you know, my whole life I've been chasing this dream of hoisting a national championship up, hoisting that trophy up. So being able to go back for one more year with, with the same team, 
and, you know, get better overall as a team, I thought that was an easy option. So during like the COVID quarantine between like March and now, uh, what, like, were you in, were you in a lot of contact with your team during that entire, uh, during that entire stint? Yeah. So just like lockdown and everything, we were always doing team Zooms, Friday nights, getting on, just, just making sure we're all laughing and having fun together. Um, and just texting each other. We, we had some film sessions. We had some times when the coaches were on as well. And we're all just talking about stories that we've been doing, things we picked up over quarantine and stuff like that. So that was really close. And uh, I think it brought us uh, together a lot more than we, I think we think it did. And I think that's a good thing for this coming year. Did you guys do any like uh, fitness competitions? Like who could run the fastest mile, who could lift the most during, uh, during quarantine? Um, not me in particular. I'm not sure what other guys did, but I don't, we didn't do that as a team, but that would have been a good idea. So like during your court, during like your uh, time in lockdown, what were you doing to help make yourself a better player? Um, I was coming off of like a little bit of a knee injury, kind of the whole last season. Um, so I was doing a lot of rehab for the first couple months after the season ended keeping uh keeping a lot of weight off of my knee and just trying to trying to uh you know heal it up a little bit and by the time I was able to do that it was about June July and then I just started you know going to shoot probably every other day had a lot of time on my hands with COVID obviously and, and lockdown and everything like that so I was able just to to really work on things that I'd wanted to uh before the last season started and before I got hurt and so I think that's benefited me a lot especially this fall were you able to keep yourself in like a routine a rhythm uh during lockdown yeah yeah did a lot of did a lot of uh running then played some xbox played a lot of xbox actually i'm not saying um and just kind of did a routine of you know wake up workout eat xbox workout read a book maybe every now and then did you get the uh, did you get the new Call of Duty? Uh, I haven't gotten Black Ops yet. I've got the new uh, Cold War. So I've just been playing Warzone from I think it's Modern Warfare Three. Yeah, it's so so Is fun. That what it's called? Yeah, it's man, a lot of fun. I haven't so bought the game yet. I, I mean, just downloaded Warzone for free. So I've just been ripping that. So I couldn't. I mean, before quarantine, before like coronavirus happened, like. I had to force myself not to do video games because the second I started playing a little bit, because I used to be really bad in middle school with playing them. But like the second I'd start playing, like I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't drop the controller. I'd be playing like way mm-hmm. too long. I stay like, I do my homework and work out like same if you just play a lot of Xbox and quarantine started. I was like, all right, maybe I'll pick it up. I was just going Fortnite game after Fortnite game. Then I got into yeah. Warzone. Then I got into NHL. It was so bad. And then I got the new Call of Duty. It's just, it's not healthy. So I need a, I need a, I need to hide it for myself after a little bit. I think, I think that's gotta be my new year's resolution is not to play a lot. Do you play any sports games or are you just strictly war zone? Um, when we're down at school, uh, my roommate, the guy Tanner cook, he's one of my roommates. We play some, some NHL together. I think and NHL only gets me in those games. I think NHL is the best sports game. I don't like 2k. I don't think 2k is that fun. I think NHL, because you can, I think it's a way because there's more contact in it, and it's way yeah. if you score. I don't think FIFA. I don't think PLL guys love playing FIFA. It's like a whole thing there. I don't really. really yeah, I don't really get into. It's like 
not my thing. NHLs, NHLs for NHL or Madden, I think. I think NHL is probably my favorite sports game. I was yeah. never able to get into the to FIFA or 2K that much. Yeah, neither was I. Never, never, never seemed appealing. So, my last question for tonight: What are you looking forward to most in to most in your 2021 season? Wow, um, I think just getting back, just getting back out on the field and playing against other teams. You know, luckily we we're able to have a good fall uh, practices. We had practice for about a month, which um, not a lot of teams were able to do. So we've got a little advantage on some teams. But I'm definitely just looking forward to getting back on campus in January and preparing to play that first game. Take it one step at a time. Not promise anything, obviously, like we found out last year. So, yeah. So in uh, in the fall, were you guys practicing like almost every single day? Um, we started practice, I believe, mid September. Um, and before that, we had about four weeks of or two weeks of uh, individual training. So that's lifting and running three times a week. And then two times a week, we had uh, individual sessions with um, our side of the ball. So we had like shooting and, you know, some passing drills and some line drills and everything like that. Um, and then towards mid-September, we were able to get in a full month of practice, which was great. Just like really getting after it. And that was a lot of fun because, you know, a lot of guys hadn't played against anybody besides themselves since March 15th or whatever the date was when everything got canceled. Yeah. Uh, did you get to, um, did you guys have any new transfers come in or did you guys get to play with any of the new freshmen as, uh, that came in? Uh, we had a transfer come in from uh, Princeton to named Connor McCarthy, who I think he was a second or third team All-American. He's one of my roommates as well. He's a great guy. Uh, he's funny. But uh, he joined our NBA program as a business major. So he came in. He's really good, like really, really good. So he'll do a lot for us this year, which we're all excited about. And then um, about all the freshmen played and a couple of guys, I think I think will definitely make an impact this year. So I'm excited for them too. Awesome. That sounds awesome. Thanks so much, Will, for coming on the Load of High podcast. I really appreciate take, uh, you taking some time out of your day. I wish you the best of luck for the end of 2020. Have a happy holidays, and I'm looking forward to watching you play in the 2021. Thanks, brother. You have a good holiday. You too, man. Peace.